Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. to us today, Holy Spirit. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, Mama Janet. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. We thank you, we thank you, we bless you. We praise you, we magnify you, Lord God. We lift up your holy name, Lord God. We thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father. We thank you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father. We magnify you. We glorify you. We lift you up. May Thank you, Lord. Good morning. We're going to... Just start praying the names of God. Lord, we just invoke your presence today. We lift up the name of Jesus and we say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We bless you. We praise you, we magnify you. Just close your eyes and lose yourself in him for a minute. You don't have to worry about the comments. You can say good morning in a minute. Just bless his name. And I'm going to pray the names of God. And we're going to just lift up the name of Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We thank you that you are God, Jehovah. I am who you are. You are I am. We thank you, Jehovah Kadesh. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father God. You are the infinite God. We thank you, Father God. You are an omnipotent God. You are powerful. You are powerful. We thank you. You are a good, good Father, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. You are the embodiment of perfect goodness, Father. We thank you, Lord God, that you are a God of love. We thank you for how much you love us, Father. We thank you. You are Jehovah Jireh. You are the God who provides. You provided yesterday. You're going to provide today. You're going to provide tomorrow. You said to us, don't even be worried about food and clothing and shelter that you had us. And we trust you to have us today. We thank you. God, you are Jehovah Jireh, Father God. You are the God who provides. We thank you. We thank you. You are Jehovah Shalom. You are the God of peace. And we thank you, Lord God, today that we experience your perfect peace, Lord God. Just close your eyes. Just meditate on the goodness of God. Lord God, we thank you. You are you are immutable. You mean That means you are it. <laughs> you are all there has been and you are all that there will ever be. You are perfect and you are unchanging. And you love us so much. You love us so much. We thank you. You are transcendent. You are imminent. You are the highest being. You sit at the top. There is no other God like you. There is no other God before you. There will be no other God after you, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God. You are just. You are fair. You are equitable. We can trust you to always do what's right. We can trust you. We can trust you. We thank you that the Easter one judges this virus and 
sickness and all disease and poverty, that it judges it, Father God, right now, and it is bringing it to the end. We thank you, Father God, that you do what only you can do, that we're not on a timeline, we're not on a curve, Father God. And I thank you for calming your people, for giving them your peace, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, that the west wind is blowing in the favor of those that are righteous. My God, I thank you. 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 We thank you, Father God, that you are holy, that you are holy. That you are holy, we thank you. You are Jehovah Rophi, that you are the God that heals us, Lord God. And we thank you, Father God, for healing us physically, uh, healing our morality, healing us spiritually, Lord God, healing our mind, Lord God. You are self-sufficient. You don't need us, Lord God. We need you. And you give us everything, and you have everything, Lord God. And because you have everything, we have all we need, Lord God. You are omniscient. You are all-knowing. You know every circumstance. You know every situation. You know our thoughts. You are. You have not left us. You are not forsaken us. You are merciful, Lord God. We thank you for being a merciful God, full of compassion for your people, Lord God. So I thank you that you blow in our favor, that you blow the winds in our favor, Father God, and that it abruptly stops because you have the power, Lord God. You have the power. You are sovereign. You have the power. Blow on our circumstances. Blow on our situations. We thank you that the west wind is blowing in our favor. We thank you, God. You are God, our banner. You take us from victory to victory. You take us from victory to victory. God, you are wise. You are wiser than we are. So we thank you. We walk in your wisdom, your wisdom for relationships, your wisdom for our family, Lord God, your wisdom for our finances, your wisdom for our jobs, our careers, our purpose. We thank you that we walk in your wisdom, Lord God. We thank you. You are so faithful, Father. You are so faithful. You are so faithful, Lord. We thank you, Father God, that you deal with the enemy. You're a God of wrath, and you will deal with the enemy. You will deal with evil. And we thank you, Lord God, that as the east wind judges our enemy, you are dealing with him on our behalf. We thank you, Father God, you are full of grace. Thank you for grace. And that you continuously show us your mercy. We need your mercy. You said we have brand new mercies every day. So, Lord God, we need your mercy today. Give us your mercy. We thank you, Father God. You are comforter, Lord God. You are comforter. You are the God that will comfort, Lord God. We thank you. You are El Shaddai. You are God Almighty. You are all sufficient and bountiful. You are the source of all our blessings. You are God the Father. For those that are fatherless, Lord God, for those of us that have felt orphaned and abandoned, Lord God, you are our father. You are our father. You are our father. So we thank you for being our father. Father God, you thank you for being our father, Abba, Father. You are daddy. You are the creator of this universe, Father. We are the creator of this universe and you care for each and every one of us, Lord God, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Just rest in him. Just close your eyes for a minute and just rest in him right now. God, you are our intercessor and you sent Jesus to intercede for us. For he was bruised for our iniquities. He was chastised 
for our peace, Lord God. He took it upon him by his stripes, Lord God. We are healed, we are healed, we are healed, we are healed. We are healed, we are healed, Lord God. We thank you. We thank you, Father. We thank you. We boldly ask you for mercy, Lord God. Give us your mercy today, Lord God. We need your mercy, Lord God. We need your mercy, Lord God. We thank you for helping to us to overcome temptations and for helping us to overcome fear and for helping us to overcome worry and doubt, Lord God. We thank you for bringing us out of drought, Lord God. And we thank you for wetting up our dry places. And you are Elohim. You are our strength. You are our power. You are mighty. You are strong. Thank you for showing and demonstrating your power in our life. You are the cure. You are the answer. And we trust you, Daddy God. We trust you. We trust you. We trust you. We love you, Lord God. We bless your name. We praise you. We magnify you, Lord God. We thank you for giving us this day our daily bread, Lord God. We thank you. We thank you that the Holy Spirit is the greater witness. And we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, you are patient with us. That even when we are not faithful, you are faithful. So thank you for our patience. We thank you for our patience with us. We thank you for being patient with us. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you for corporate prayer. And we thank you for corporate answers. And we thank you, Lord God, you are liberally supplying all our needs according to your riches and glory. We thank you. You've given us the power to trample on dirt, serpents, and demons, Lord God. And you said that we are overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. You told us, Father God, that whatever we bind on earth is bound in heaven and whatever we loose on earth is loosed in heaven. So we bind the strong man of fear. We bind fear, the fear tactics. We bind it back to the gates of hell from which it came, Lord God. And Loose your peace upon your people today, Lord God. Let them receive your peace. Let them make a resolve that your kingdom come, your will be done. We thank you. We are act anxious for absolutely nothing, Lord God. That we rest in you, Lord God. We are anxious for nothing. We put our request out. We make our request known before you, Daddy God. We leave our requests for we know you are supreme ruler over everything. So we leave ourselves before you. We rest. We cast all our cares on you at your feet because you care for us. We thank you. We're anxious. All anxiety, all manner of anxiety is gone, Lord God. Give your people strength to overcome anxiety. Worry, fear, doubt, Lord God. We thank you. You are answering our prayers, Lord God. We bless you, praise you, magnify you, Lord God. We say thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. You are justice. We thank you. You are ruling in our favor, Father God. We thank you for your holiness. We thank you for your holiness. We thank you for our children. We just thank you, Lord God. We thank you. 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 We thank you, 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 Lord God. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you for your power. We thank you for protection. We thank you for provision. We thank you for wisdom. We thank you for knowledge. We thank you for understanding. And I thank you for your people. 
I cover your people in the blood of Jesus today. I thank you that no weapon formed against them shall prosper. I cancel all every assignment against their bodies today, Lord God. My God, we thank you. They are filled with your peace. Show us your glory. Manifest your glory. We thank you, Father God. Manifest your glory. I'm going to pray. We can open your eyes again and let's pray Psalms 91 together. Remember when we pray Psalms 91, we insert our names. So if you've got your Bible, pull your Bible out and let's go ahead and pray Psalms 91 together. And we're also going to pray Psalms 91 over the United States. Remember, we talked about being intercessors yesterday and the power of intercession. So we're taking it for our neighbors and we're going to take it for our friends and families and our loved ones and for those that don't understand we're gonna take it we're gonna take it for everyone today we're gonna take it like medicine today so let's pray psalms 91 let's lift up the name of jesus let's lift up the name of god let's receive today all god is for us i thank you lord god i thank you lord thank you 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 Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Father God. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Father God. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. 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 My God, we thank you. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you. We thank you, Father God. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you, my God. We thank you. We bless you. We praise you and we glorify you. Father God, it says those, my, this is, I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. So, Javen, Jaleel, Jermaine, Josiah, Judah, um, Lakeisha, Derek, Janie, LMJ Ministries team, Shonda, Kim, um, Andrea, Jessica, Lord God, Stasi, um, Ramonda, Lord God, Tracy, Father God, Deshauna, Lord God, um, our staff, Lord Father God, I thank you, Lord God. I lift up our staff. I lift up, Father God, my neighborhood, my city, Mayor Frank Scott, my state, Governor Asa Hutchinson, my United States of America, Father God, President Trump, Lord God, and every senator and every um, House of Representative, Lord God, my neighbors in my apartment building. I thank you, Father God. We lift them up. My dad, Derek Janie, my siblings, all 11 of my, 10 of my siblings, Lord God, all my nieces, my nephews, my cousins. I lift them up. My friends, my family, want everyone on my prayer list, Lord God. I thank you, Father God. I thank you, Lord God. Um, Stasi, Lord God, I thank you, Lord God. Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is our refuge, our place of safety. He is our God and we trust him. For he will rescue us from every trap and protect us from deadly disease. He will cover with us with his feathers. He will shelter us with his wings. His faithful promises are our armor and protect protection. Do not, do not, that's the commandment. Do not be afraid of the terror at night, nor the arrow that flies in day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday, though a thousand fall at your side, though 10,000 are dying around you. 
These evils will not touch you. Just open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the most high your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home for he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you up with your hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. You will trample upon lions and cobras. You will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with a long life and I will give them my salvation. Lord, we thank you for a long life. We thank you for your salvation. We, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for power. We thank you for protection. We thank you for provision. We thank you, Father God, for just all you are and all you called us to be. Lord God, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for just you being with us today. And we honor you in our time today. And we honor you, Lord God. We honor you in our time. We honor you, Father God. We honor your presence today, Lord God. And we just sit at your feet. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, for ministering to us. And we thank you, Lord God. We are anchored in truth. Father God, I ask that you give them eyes to see and ears to hear, Lord God, and that they wait on you, Lord God, and that they trust you, Lord God, and that they will believe in you, Lord God, and they will not panic, that they will not panic. Give them wisdom, Lord God. Do not let them be wise in their own eyes. I thank you, Father God, that you are supplying every last one of their needs according to your riches and glory according to your power according to your strength according to your glory father god and i just thank you for the holy spirit and i thank you for jesus i thank you for jesus i i i thank you for jesus i want to pause right now because usually i do this at the end um but i want to pause right now and i just want to talk to you a little bit about my savior jesus christ and all that he did for me um, and I need to extend the opportunity for you to receive Jesus Christ right now. I don't want to wait. Um, and so even if you were born again and you know, you've been in a backslidden state, this moment is for you. If you sure you never properly accepted Jesus Christ, I want to right now, while I feel the Holy spirit, I want to spend this time right now, just talking to you about the Jesus that I love. I want to talk to you just for a minute about the Jesus of I love. I don't. I don't have a typical story like right I'm I wasn't born into the best of situations I wasn't born into a perfect situation you know my mom and my dad had their own set of issues my mom has always been a woman of God my my dad was born into the church but when I was born I wasn't born into um the best situation and I just feel like when there's a purpose because remember God foreknew you Jeremiah 1 and 5 tells us that God knew us even in our mother's womb so he knew I would be born he knew I would be born of my parents he knew it wasn't the best or the most likely situation ever and so I would experience some things growing up. I would experience some hardship like many of us have. I would go through some things, but I also became, I was on this self-destructive path. Like I was on this path that even though I was still going to church, I was not honoring God. I was not living for God. I was being very wasteful for my with my resources. I was more interested in what this world had 
than anything that God could give me. Um, I was seduced by the lust of the flesh. I was, I was overwhelmed. I was consumed. Like I was just in some very strange places and God did not have my heart. And I did not realize, I did not realize, no, Xavier, you don't have to get baptized again, get baptized again, but you do need to repent. You do need to repent. And so when um, I was just living for myself and living for my flesh and the flesh was getting the best of me. And I'm going to be honest, I was on a, on a, on a way, on a situation to hell. Now I accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior when I was eight, but I really didn't know what that meant. I didn't, I didn't understand the fullness of accepting Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And so I came and got baptized again. I went back in the water when I was 27 because I needed to understand the real reality of what I was doing. I understood the reality and where I was. I understood what Jesus really meant. And so I want you to know that there is no circumstance, there is no situation that separates you from the love of God. And if God can save me, and if God can change me, and if he can bring me to a place of repentance and I've experienced his love and I achieved so many things in the world. I've so many degrees. I got degrees. I got, I've done certification. Like I achieved all this stuff in the world, but none of that means absolutely nothing according besides my relationship with Jesus. Like Jesus has been the most important decision I made. Jesus, besides my children and Mary, like Jesus has been the most important decision I made. And when I made a decision to, um, accept him as Jesus Christ and Lord and Savior in my life, my life would begin to change. It wasn't easy at first, but what he would begin to do for me is renew me, restore me, give me value, give me my self-worth, help me to understand who, who I was and how full of purpose I was. And the more that I became familiar with God, the more that I became familiar with Jesus, the less and less I desired sin, like the less and less I desired, the less stuff just started transforming and changing because I began to seek the kingdom first. So instead of doing that at the end, I just want to sit and I want to offer you the opportunity to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior right now. And I want you to just close your eyes, place your hand on your heart and let the Holy Spirit speak to you. You need Jesus. And I want you to have Jesus. And all you have to do is acknowledge that you are a sinner. You know what? I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner. I was born in sin. I'm a sinner. And I need, and then believe, believe Jesus Christ died on the cross because he did. He did. He did. He did acknowledge him. And then I just need you to confess with your mouth. Lord Jesus, I need you to come in my life and become Lord and Savior in my life. I need you to become, and just ask him, Lord, forgive me for all my sins, sins knowingly and unknowingly. And I need you to come. I need you to take over my life right now in the name of Jesus. And then later on, we can get you baptized, right? We can get you baptized later on. But it's so important that you make that decision today that you ask him to forgive you for your sins. And if you do, if you do, even if you've been in a backslidden state, will you please email us? I want to disciple you. I want to talk to you. I want to make sure you have the resources and tools you need. If you don't have a Bible, we'll send you a Bible from the ministry. But I want to make sure that you have what you need 
in Jesus. I want you to understand how powerful he is. He transformed my life. He saved me. He set me free. And it's the best decision I made, I promise. Like, it's the best decision I made. I couldn't have made a better decision to accept him, to come and fellowship with God. Come Strongholds and things that I was struggling with, sexual immorality, different things that I was fighting against. I could not fight them on my own. Jesus was the one who helped me to overcome him. So I want to extend him, extend you the opportunity right now to receive Jesus Christ and Lord and Savior. And if you make that decision or if you've been in a backslidden state and you make that decision, will you just DM me, hit me up, say I made the decision to make Jesus my priority and I would love to pray over you. Father God, I thank you for each and every life on this devotional for them recognizing their need for you. I thank you, Father God, for you save souls. You are a living, save, saving soul, Jesus. And I thank you for Jesus. I thank you for dying on the cross for our sins, for being bruised for our iniquities, chastise our peace. Father God, we just thank you that your favor is on our life and we thank you, you are moving on their, your heart. And they receive Jesus Christ right now as Lord and Savior in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord. I thank you for honoring this time with Jesus. Uh, welcome, welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Akeisha. It's your girl, LMJ, and I feel the presence of the Holy Spirit. Um, I feel him. I feel him. I feel him. And I'm just so grateful that he is here with us today. And I'm just so grateful that you are here with me today. Um, I am, um, I'm just, God is so good. God is so good. God is so faithful. We have been spending more and more time with our father. We have been studying the word of God. Um, we are just, we're, we're, we're loving God. We're believing God. We're trusting God. We're growing in growth. If you are new to the devotional, we are here and we are from all walks of life. We are, some of us are young, some of us are older, um, some of us go to church, some of us don't. We are a community believers that we've just gotten together and we made a decision. We were going to go after God with everything. Some of us have made mistakes along the way, but we just get right back in here. But we are a community of believers. We are the church and we are, we, we get together every morning and we just study the word of God and we chew the word of God and we are falling more and more in love with God. So if this is your first time, we welcome you. We thank you. If you're new and you've been just getting on here a couple times, we welcome you and we thank you um, for being here with us. We hope that you stay connected. Um, you can connect to us through the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com, LakeishaMJohnson.com. We stay connected. Um, and we hope that you stay positioned and connected with us. We, I, I'm be honest. When I started this devotion, I had no idea what I was doing. Um, the first videos show that, <laughs> but God has been with us along the way and he has been growing us in grace. And if you will commit my God, if you will commit to your relationship with Christ Jesus, even if you fall, if you'll commit to your relationship with God, if you'll make a decision, God, I'm going to put you first. I'm not going to put my job first. I'm not going to put um, my purpose first. I'm not going to put my children first. I'm not going to put any of that first. I'm going to put you first. If you'll make a decision to commit a fresh commitment to God this morning, can you do this today? Can you make a 
decision. I'm going to make a fresh commitment to God. If you'll make a decision to make a fresh commitment to God, I promise you, if you honor God, God honors you. And I'm not talking, I need like honor God. If you make a decision today, I'm going to honor God. And you continuously develop your relationship. You will begin to grow. And I always say we grow in grace because God's grace is there. And when I say we grow in grace, it means we make mistakes along the way. But God's grace is sufficient for us. God's grace is there to help us. So I just want you to make a fresh commitment for yourself today that, you know what, I'm going to grow in grace. I'm going to stick this thing out. I'm not going to give up. Even if I fall and make a mistake, I'm going to press back into the presence of God. I'm going to call for help. I'm going to ask God, Daddy God to help me. I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to give me the wisdom, the knowledge, and the understanding. If you'll walk in forgiveness towards others and forgiveness towards yourself, you'll begin to experience and see the power of God. It takes a minute. I'm going to be honest, it takes a minute, especially when you have been un so undecided or you have been unstable or you have been double-minded. But the more you spend time in your word, thank you, Holy Spirit, for this. The more you spend time in your word, the more you saw, uh, more. the more you, you spend time in your word, the more you're going to begin to see the power of God active in your life. Like it, you, you're going to see the power of God active in your life. You will. I promise you will. Just stick and stay. Stay with it. And when the enemy tries to pull you back into old places or make you think you need things like alcohol or make you think you need things like drugs or make you think you need things like sex, other things to substitute for God. The word becomes active. It's active. It gets activated in you and it'll start speaking to your heart and the Holy Spirit will start saying, you don't need that. Girl, you don't need that. You don't need that. That ain't what you need. You need more of me and you need more of God. But our father is loving. Um, people will say crazy things to you like, oh, that's God whooping you. And that doesn't line up with your word. Does God judge us? Yes, yes, yes. They do judge us. God does does judge us. There is some judgment in God, but there is more grace in God than anything. And even if you sowed a negative seed because of the redemptive blood of Christ Jesus, it may grow up, but it will wither and die. I'm just being funny. I'm not trying to excite you. I need you to understand it may the stalk may produce, but because of the blood of Jesus, it will wither. And it will die like it will wither and it will die. So I want you to grow in grace with us. I want you to be committed to your relationship with Christ. And when the enemy comes in like a flood and he tries to pull you away from God, build your altar to God, dedicate your time to God and make a decision that I'm going to commit to God. And I promise you things will start falling away. Even if it's a negative seed you planted, it might sprout. You might see the stalk. But it's going to wither and it's going to die and it's going to go away. And God will begin to mold you and transform you in his image, in his image. Yeah, he will. Alcohol, yeah, all that stuff he uses to distract us. So we 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 love you, Daddy God, and we thank you for this time. So that's the, the, the way to the, thank you for this time. I'm going to take up. Um, God has been just pressing me to take up a special offering. You know, I don't do this often, so we won't do that to the end of the broadcast, but you will, you pray and just meditate about what you're going to, sow. I'm going to take up a special offering just at the end of this so that we can stay in position to be a blessing. Um, just I'll do, but I'll do that at the end. But before we get there, will you just pray and ask God 
what you need to sow into the offering and we'll drop all that information but i want to get into the word of god today um but i gotta do that i gotta obey god and you'll you'll move if he tells you to move but we're not gonna spend a whole lot of time on that but i need to obey god in that um we were talking about praying, and today I need to talk to you about praying, and we are a full-service ministry. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We are a full-service ministry. Um, today, I need to talk to you about praying in the Spirit and what that means. I need to talk to you about praying in the Spirit. Um, I need to talk to you about what praying in the Spirit means. I think I need to um, talk to you about that because that came up. We we chew, we chew on the word slowly on this devotional. Slowly. Slowly. We chew slowly. We do not try to eat fast. We do not try to say we know a whole lot of scripture. We don't do that. We That's not who we are. That's not what we do. We're not trying to prove anything. We're trying to really understand who and what God is in our life. We are. We're trying to understand what the word says. We're trying to understand how to apply the word to our life. And so we have been studying the armor of God and we are on this particular part in the scripture. And today we're going to study what it means to pray in the spirit because that's important. We learned about the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness. We know that our sword is the word of God. We know that our feet are shod with the gospel of peace. We know the belt belt of truth is what does the word say? What is the truth in the word? And when we become active with the truth on our belt, we can use it as a sword and the sword of spirit. We know our helmet of our salvation, our salvation is in Jesus. We know our righteousness protects our hearts and keeps crazy things from getting in our heart. And we know, Father God, that the Lord is with us. And so we have got to get to the part, and I'm not going to really talk about tongues yet um, because that's heavy. Um, but I do want to talk about what it means. So the next part of the scripture says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. And for me, that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. I love being an ambassador. Come on, Paul, that in it, I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. So we're praying with all kinds of prayer. And this week, if you were not with us, we learned the different types of prayer. We learned the prayer of faith. We learned the prayer of agreement. We learned the prayer of request or supplication. We learned the prayer of thanksgiving. We learned the prayer of worship. We learned prayer of consecration. Yesterday, we learned about the prayer of intercession. And today, we're going to talk about the part of praying in the spirit and what it means to pray in the spirit because we've heard this scripture and many of us are still wondering, what does it mean to pray in the spirit if I'm going to pray in the spirit? And so the Bible speaks of praying in the spirit. First Corinthians 14, 14 and 14 through 15 says, for if I pray in tongue in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. What am I to do? I will pray with my spirit, but I will pray with my mind also. I sing praises with my spirit, but I sing with my mind also. Romans 8 and 26 and through 28, 26 through 27 says, Likewise, the spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought to. But the spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches 
heart knows what is the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes or the spirit makes intercession for us. And so many times we've heard this and and I'm going to tell you, I talked to you this week about consecration and spending more time with God. And so now I want to talk to you about how to pray in the Holy Spirit. Um, I've been studying more about the Holy Spirit or to pray with the Spirit and how to pray. Because a lot of us pray and we, the scripture tells us, he actually says, how do you pray? A lot of us pray with vain repetitions, things that don't make sense. A, a lot of us, uh, a lot of us don't really know how to pray in the spirit. I did not realize um, until I came to a certain point that I was not praying in the spirit. I was praying from my flesh. I was praying from myself. And I'm going to give you some tips to how you can discern whether you're praying from yourself or whether or not you're praying from the Holy Spirit. Matthew 6, um, it says, and I'm going to go to the sixth verse. But when you pray, go into your inner room, shut your door and pray to your father who is unseen. And your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not babble on like pagans. For they think that their many words will be heard. It is not about you praying many words, right? Do not be like them for your father knows what you need before you ask, like, right? So don't be pagan. Don't, don't, don't be hasty in your words. Remember I told you I went over to Ecclesiastics and I read to you about the temple messenger. Don't be hasty in your words. Don't babble in prayer. Don't just keep praying and babbling so you can be seen. You do not have to use a whole lot of words in prayer. And sometimes we'll see people pray and we're like, oh my gosh, look and see how they pray, you know. No, you do not have to use a lot of words. Sometimes when you don't know what to pray, all you need to say is Jesus. Or you may need to just ask God for mercy. And because we see some people pray a certain way, um, Hopefully when they're praying, they're praying the spirit, the spirit is praying through them. Um, I remember the first time that I asked the Holy Spirit to pray through me, it changed my prayers. And so I stopped and I, and I'm not saying I don't ever pray from my flesh, but I literally have pushed myself into a place of saying, no, I ain't praying for my flesh. I'm going to pray in my spirit. And have you ever been put on the spot before? Like, um, Somebody will ask you to pray and then you'll struggle with that prayer or that prayer seem hard. Well, the reason that that prayer seems hard is because you're praying from your flesh. You're not praying from your spirit. And from those of us that learn how to pray from our spirit, we're praying in a different power, right? And so you have to learn how to study. So Ephesians 6, 18, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. We learn what supplication is. To that end, alert, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints because we're supposed to be praying. So how do we pray with supplication? So let's talk first about what praying in the spirit is not, right? This is not. Um, prayer in the power of the flesh is only reliant upon your human ability. When you pray in the flesh, you're praying on your human ability. And remember, we talked about praying in consecration. You're not praying 
in the spirit. You're not relying on the spirit. You're forcing it and you're praying. Um, you're praying um, in your flesh, right? And so a sign that you may be praying in your flesh is you become tongue-tied. Um, you're having to force it out of yourself. You're trying to figure out the different words of what we say. And so praying in your flesh calls upon your human ability, right? And so if you get, if you're pausing or you're tongue tied in prayer, and I've been there before, if I get tangled up in what I'm praying, then I pause and I ask the Holy Spirit to pray. But so many of us have had prayer on display and we don't pray enough in private. We're not really praying enough in private. We're not spending enough time praying in private. We're not asking God and the Holy Spirit to show us how to pray. And so then when we have to pray publicly, it feels forced or strained. Or most of us haven't been taught the different types of prayer. We don't understand what prayer. We don't understand the power of prayer. We don't understand praying God's heart. And so when we pray or we force it, then what happens is... Um, when we struggle, we want to give up after a short term. Like we, we, when we focus, if we focus on how long we pray, like if we sit and focus on, if we praying for hours, if we want to sit and focus on, if we're saying all the right words, right? Sometimes there'll become a deadness in prayer. And then if we're, there's a deadness in prayer and we're focusing on how well we pray. Like if we're focused on whether or not we're saying things that are, amping people up like sometimes those of us who are exhorters we have to be careful that we're not praying things just to get people hype right that we're praying things that are going to get people oh i just want to hype them up right no you have to pray what the spirit says and so success in prayer isn't dependent upon how long we can pray um it isn't dependent it's not whether or not um that we have the right diction. It's not whether or not we have the right language. It's not whether or not we have the right emotion. We It's not whether or not we have the right volume. And so many of us are so used to being gratified by things in our flesh that when we are gratified by things in our flesh, um, then we think a prayer is powerful because it rises up in the flesh but there may be absolutely no power. When we are praying in the name of Jesus and when we are praying the will of God, we should see answers to prayer. We should see answers. There should be some answers to prayer. There is no word that falls out my mouth that shall not produce a truth. It should not. Well, the only way that that happens, that no word that falls out my mouth doesn't produce a truth, is that I pray in the Holy Spirit. And so... If we don't understand that, we'll pray all kinds of vain babble and go on because we don't really understand that we're not praying in the spirit, right? We're not praying in the spirit. So we've got to push past the flesh. We got to push. We got to sit in the word. So you, this is the thing that you need to understand. The spirit is a spirit, <laughs> And the spirit is a spirit of life. And the spirit is also the spirit of truth. Well, how do I know how to, to pray the spirit of truth? Well, how I learned to pray the spirit of truth is I become more familiar with the word of God. So sometimes people will come to me and they're like, pray for me. And I'll say, well, what scripture are we standing on? And they're like, I ain't got no scripture. 
And so my response is, well, then how do you know you're praying the truth? Or how do you know you're praying God's will for your life if you don't have the word of God to stand on? Like, how do you know you're praying the truth, right? How do I know I'm praying for you, the will of God? And because we've been so rushed with things and because we move so fast, because we eat fast, because we haven't understood that the power how powerful prayer is. We don't understand that praying God's will, being in agreement with God will move a mountain. Then we are outside of ourselves praying in the truth. Well, the spirit is life. So every time you're praying in the spirit, you're praying in life, you're praying in truth. And so when we pray in the spirit, it makes everything living and it makes everything vital, right? It's, it's going to produce life. It's going to produce, it's going to be vital. It's going to be vital. It's going to be vital. It's going to be living. It's going to be active, right? And it's not based on a feeling. Praying in the flesh is counterfeit. It's an imitation of the spirit. And it's not the, the spirit we're praying in. We're praying in a spirit or we may be praying in a spirit. That is why uh, I'm I can say that. Okay. Thank you, Holy Spirit. That's why I am very careful about who prays for me. Like I need to know you pray in the spirit. And sometimes when I ask people to pray for me and they say they're going to pray for me and they don't pray for me right then, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what this person may pray in, right? I try to pray for people on the spot because I want the Holy Spirit to lead me in the prayer for that person, right? I, I don't want to forget to pray for that person because I understand that it is not me praying. It's the spirit praying through me. And so when we don't allow the spirit to pray through us, we pray selfish prayers. Um, we pray prayers that don't get answered. We pray prayers that do not line up with the word of God. And we pray prayers that um, don't um, manifest anything. And then we're frustrated. So praying in the spirit means the spirit empowers the prayer and it carries it to the father in the name of Jesus. So if I'm, I'm teaching kid devotionals and right now on the kid devotional on the website, I'm teaching them how to pray. Right. And so this is not the Delta sign. Let me do it this way. So nobody thinks I'm throwing anything up. I'm not Greek. So when I teach them to pray, I'm teaching them the effect of the triangle of prayer. Right. We pray to God, the father. Right. Right? through Jesus Christ, because Jesus Christ is our intercession with the help of the Holy Spirit, right? So we, to God the Father, through Jesus Christ, with the help of the Holy Spirit. And so when we're praying in the Spirit, it means the Spirit, the Holy Spirit is what's empowering the prayer and it's carrying it to the Father in the name of Jesus. And so prayer has living quality and it's characterized and it has warmth and it has freedom, Right? Um, it has freedom, right? And so when we do this, when we pray, when we pray that, right, it we got to realize that we are in God's presence speaking to God. That's what it means when we're praying in the spirit, that we are in God's presence 
speaking to God. Your prayers are you speaking to God. And you that should wake you up within itself. You should be like, oh my God, every time I pray, I'm not praying to Lakeisha. I'm not praying to the people. I am in the presence of God and I am speaking to our father, which is why we enter into his gates with thanksgiving and we enter into his courts with praise. The very first thing we should be doing is praising him and thanking him. We remember praising him in thanksgiving and we also praise him in worship for who he is, right? And so when we understand that we are in the presence of God, speaking to God, then when we pray in the spirit, the spirit will begin to illuminate your mind, move your heart and grant you utterance, which for some of us, that's tongues and the liberty of um, expression. And so when we deal with praying in the flesh versus the spirit, that we're going to know that they are two total opposites. Praying in the flesh is struggle. It's selfish. It's usually very self-centered. It is not praying the will of God. It is usually vain. It is usually babbling. It's usually a lot of words versus praying in the spirit looks light and refreshing. It is not burdensome. It is not overwhelming. It is not based on feelings, right? Because the spirit helps us in our weakness and intercedes for us according to the will of God, right? So I walk, um, even, even in this, I, I'm still walking. I walk and I walk a hill. I walk in an in, in, in incline, right? Well, when I walk up the hill, I feel the struggle. I feel the pull on my glutes. I feel the pull, pull on the back of my calves. I feel the top. That's what it's like when you pray in the flesh. It's a pull. It's a stress. It's a, it's a, it's a strain to it, right? Well, when I'm going down the hill, I feel the lightness, right? And it's like the hill, the momentum of the hill pushes me forward. That's what it's like when we pray in the spirit. When we pray in the flesh, the struggle up the hill. Thank you for my vocal cords. I feel them strong today. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I just noticed that. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you for strong vocal cords today. My God, I feel that. I feel your healing power. My God, I thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I thank you for strengthening my vocal cords. My God, I feel that. And so the struggle is up the hill, down the hill. My God, I thank you. Down the hill, it's almost as if I'm I'm not doing any work myself, right? And that's what it's like when we pray in the spirit. When we pray in our flesh, we're going up the hill, we struggle. When we pray in the spirit, is that so what how to pray in the spirit i want to give you this how um how do i pray in the spirit first of all i have to admit that it's my inability to pray i i i i got to admit i don't have any power like we got to stop thinking oh my mom cracks jokes and always says she has oh she got powerful prayers and Judah said the other day, mama got that fire, right? That was the thing. You got that fire, but it's not me praying, right? It's not me praying. I don't, I don't have power. I don't have power. I, I ain't got no power. I don't. And, and so when we take on the thought process, oh yeah, I'm a prayer warrior. I'm a prayer horse. I, I, I got no, not in the spirit. I don't, I don't have power. 
I have absolutely no power. It is the spirit. That's why you got to spend time in consecration. That's why you got to understand the word of God. That's why you got to understand. I'm, 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 the healing, the healer is here. So if you need healing, I would tell you to take it. I feel the strength in my vocal cords and my body. So the spirit is on the scene. And so I don't have power, right? I don't have power. When it's me, it's dry. It's difficulty. It's, it's a duty. I'm doing it out of duty. It's dullness. It's lifeless. It's slow. It's sluggish. That's when I'm doing it on my own. But if I make a decision that... I'm going to first admit, you know what, Father God, let me decrease so the Holy Spirit may increase. And one of the things that I always say, because we can speak to God, Holy Spirit, go do what only you can do. <laughs> Holy Spirit, pray through me. Holy Spirit, be with me before I preach and teach. Um, I lay on my face and render myself. Holy Spirit, you take this over because I know when I've taught in Lakeisha, I know when I pray in Lakeisha and I know when I pray in my in myself, I'm praying the spirit. And so we got to first admit our ability, inability to pray as we ought to. I can't pray. I need you to pray through me. Like I need you to pray through me. And then second, we have to live in communion with God. It's a, it's a give and take type of relationship. And you're not dragging yourself alone. You're not forcing the situation. You're not making a conversation with someone you do not know right? The spirit of adoption in Jesus Christ. When we remember, go back to Ephesians 1, we get down there, I think it's the six or seven verse, and it talks about us being adopted in Christ. The spirit of adoption in Christ, listen to me, brings you right into the presence of God. That's why you got to understand your righteousness in Christ Jesus brings you into the presence of God. When you accept Jesus Christ, you're brought into his presence. And so you need to understand that you're in communion with God always. And if I don't know how to pray, then I ask the spirit how to pray or I ask to the spirit of what to pray. And can I tell you something? When it's the spirit, you will not rush. You don't have to rush into saying anything that you don't have to rush. That's why sometimes when I start the devotional late, I'm hoping that you're spending time praying to God, thanking God, worshiping God. If you start in worship and you start in prayer, I promise you the spirit will take over. If you start in worship and prayer, if you want your prayer life to be one that is led by the spirit, if you start in worship and you start in prayer, even before we get on the devotional, I promise the spirit will take over. And so the spirit creates an awareness of God's presence. It's going to bring you into the awareness. You're going to start. And it's not a feeling. It's not a feeling. I don't want you. To, I'm not talking about a feeling. And then it leads you into a holy boldness to pray the things of God. Well, when you have the word inside of you, you will begin to pray the word of God. You will begin to bow down before God. You'll begin to pray God. And you will never enter into God's presence with familiarity. Ever. You, you'll never think you can know God's answer. You'll never think you're going to know what God is saying. You're never going to, you're never going to do that. And the reason that you're going to do that is because you understand intimacy. You understand the awe of God. You understand the power of God. And then the spirit breathes life into your prayers. And in that life, you begin to pray a holy boldness that pleads the promises of God 
but also is in the presence of God and praise the word of God. It's not a claim. It's not a demand. It's me making my request known. But when I'm making my request known, they're coming from my heart and God is understanding, right? We're not demanding you to do this for me. No, I'm praying the word of God and I'm positioning my, pushing myself in the presence of God to say, God, if God is for me, who can be against me, right? God, I need your courage. God, I need your strength. And then, and then I pray differently and then don't quench the spirit, right? When the Holy Spirit is upon you, when the Holy Spirit tells you something, if you want to stay in the spirit, don't quench it. Stop denying that the spirit is active and living. And some of you are like, well, how do I know if the spirit is going to be noble? It's going to be good. It's going to be pure. It's going to be active. It's going to bring life. It is not going to bring darkness. The spirit ain't telling you to cuss nobody out. The spirit ain't telling you um, to be ugly and mean. It's going to be full of compassion. It's going to be love. Like all of those things are connected to the spirit. The spirit is the goodness of God. It's going to be wise. It's not going to be carnal. It's not going to be in our flesh. But the only reason I, I, the only way that I learned to discern the spirit is that I spend intimate time with God and spend time in the word of God so that I get familiar with the character and integrity of God. But if I want to spend more time than when the Holy Spirit tells me to do something, I need to do what the Holy Spirit says, no matter if it's uncomfortable, no matter if I don't understand it, no matter if I don't get it, no matter if it doesn't make sense. I need to battle against my flesh. And when we are not really familiar with the Holy Spirit, we'll think, first of all, the devil ain't finna tell you to bless nobody. I'm just going to be honest. The, but imbalance in who God is may have you putting your money in the wrong area or may have you doing things that do not line up with the word of God. So you got to become familiar with the, the spirit of God and when God is telling you to do something, when the Holy, when someone comes against your mind, you should be coming. This person keeps coming to me. Well, have you stopped and asked the Holy Spirit what to pray, right? Have you stopped and asked the Holy Spirit? How, how do I pray? What do I pray? Um, what do I know? And so we have to stop and ask the Holy Spirit, why does this person keep coming up? One of the things that I do is when someone immediately starts coming to my heart and mind, I position myself in prayer. And I'm just like, one, I'm going to plead the blood of Jesus over them. And then asking the Holy Spirit, and this is an area that I had to grow in, asking the Holy Spirit what to pray for them, how to make intercession. What do you need me to say on their behalf? If I know someone is struggling with their relationship with Christ, I know that there are scriptures that I pray. But if I am not familiar with the word and I am not spending enough time praying the word of God or I understand what the word says, then I will miss the spirit and the presence of God. And it's not goosebumps. It's not goosebumps. It's not it's not goosebumps, but the spirit is living and it'll lead me into the presence to pray a holy boldness. And I will begin to see prayers get answered. And because I live in a consecrated life, right? Remember, we consecrate ourselves. Consecration lets God know that he can work through you. God will answer the prayers of a consecrated person because 
of their heart and because he knows that they are dedicated, submitted to do his will. He knows he can put money in a consecrated person's hands. He knows that he can call a consecrated person to fast and pray. When God sees that you will live a consecrated life before him and that you're dedicated and you'll do exactly what he told you to do, then God will begin to use you more and more and more. Yo, that's what it means when it says your gifts make room for you. Your gifts will make room for you. You don't ever, I don't ever, I've not, I ain't never had to ask nobody to let me come speak for them. I've never had to, when people ask me to come on assignment, I never asked this. I walked in fulfillment of who God called me to be. I didn't have to position myself. I've never had to jockey for position. I ain't never had to beg people to be on the devote. Like I've, I've just centered myself to hear God, to see God, to believe God, to trust God, right? And when you consecrate yourself and say, God, use me, right? Right, Lord, I need you to use me. Then I'm setting myself apart. And so when you get that and you begin to understand that, then your prayer life changes. You don't pray selfish prayers. You really don't spend a lot of time praying about yourself. You spend more time praying for others, more time praying for the will of God, more time praying for your city, state, nation, and world, because you understand without a doubt, God got you. God got me. God got me because I trust the word. I know what the word says. I know what his word and his promises are. So I don't have to push myself into a position. I don't have to force absolutely anything. God's going to call cause acceleration and grace to come to me because I'm using the wisdom and the strength and the knowledge of God. And then that takes me away from manipulation and all those other things. I don't know what I went, why I went in that direction, but um, the spirit, because the spirit says, but we needed to go in that direction. And so that's the difference. But, but how I learned to pray in the spirit is that I become never familiarize yourself with God. Don't become over familiar with God. God will switch directions on you in a minute. God will do something different. That's why every season you have to begin to pray and ask God, what is this season in my life? When God told me to let go of the radio station, I didn't know why. I did a year at radio. I fell in love with radio. I was, um, oh, I loved the radio. I loved the team. I loved JC, but I know to obey God. When the Holy Spirit told me to let my nonprofit go, did not understand it, did not get it, but I let it go right? When I'm very, I'm learning to be very sensitive to the voice of God because we will start on, on, on our own mission and it ain't got nothing to do with God. And we'll say God is blessing it. And we'll say God is doing it. It ain't got nothing to do with God. It's our good, but not God's best. And God's best is going to line up with his word. And it's not, it's going to line up with his word. If it does not line up with his word, it does not belong in your life. And most of us won't seek the face of God. We'll hop on something that has absolutely nothing to do with God's best for us. But because it may, it seems blessed, doesn't mean it is blessed. So we got to spend some time. We got to spend more time in his presence. We got to spend more time with his word. Small bites sit still equal a meal. You got to spend more time getting familiar with the character of God. And I know we're in current culture in modern day. And sometimes when we read the Bible, it's like, well, this was for this day. But if you are sensitive enough to the Holy Spirit, he'll show you how to apply it for this day. But do not let man fool you and tell you this ain't for now. This is for now. 
man will tell you that you don't need this. I said something a long time ago. You, If you have the spirit but no word in you, you will blow up. But if you have the word and no spirit in you, you will dry up. So you need the word and the spirit in you so that you can balance yourself out, so that you can be wet, so that you can remain in his spirit. And it is possible for you to be in the spirit all day. It is. It is. And not be overly religious and scary, but that you be tuned in to the Holy Spirit all day long. It is possible if that's what you desire. If that's what you desire, if that's what you long for, if that's what you want, if you want to be that divinely connected to God, if you're really to sacrifice your flesh and deny your flesh, then I promise you, you can be in the spirit. You can be led by the spirit. You'll let you'll make less mistakes. I ain't saying you ain't gonna make no mistakes because we still flesh. You'll make a less mistake. You'll position yourself and God will usually a consecrated life to God will be used like none other. And you'll get all the fulfillment and the satisfaction of what you are looking for. Somebody said, say that again. If you have the word and no spirit, you will dry up. If you have the spirit and no word, and that's not my original. I can't remember where I read that. And you have the spirit and no word, you're going to blow up. So you need the spirit and the word so that you can balance out, so that you can be wet, so that you can experience God's presence. You can experience his power and you can walk in the call and purpose. We are all here purposefully. He knew you. Jeremiah 29 and 11, Jeremiah 1 and 5 isn't just for Jeremiah. It's for you as well. He called you to be a prophet, a priest, a teacher, an entrepreneur, a business person. But the Holy Spirit has got to be live and active in you. I hope that helps you. We're going to bring more. We study and we're going to keep eating the word of God. I need to be, be obedient to the word of God. Um, I already extended our um, selves, extended Jesus Christ. If you've never accepted me, want to. But I need to obey God. And I know he's going to tell me what to do with this offering. I need to take up a special offering. So if you purpose it in your mind and your heart to give, will you sow a seed into this ministry today? Um, and God will tell us where to use it and where to put it. And I know if he's telling me to take up an offering, we're going to do something special with it. So will you just consider planting a seed in the ministry today? We are determined not to leave one person behind. We are determined to get the gospel of Jesus Christ absolutely everywhere it needs to be. Don't forget. Don't forget that. So pray and ask the Lord. What seed should I sow into this ministry today? And will you sow into this ministry today? Let me pray over your offering. And then I need you to remind you of something. Father God, I thank you for the giving of your people. I thank you, Father, you are ministering to us, Holy Spirit, right now to sow accordingly, according to your purpose, according to the call, according to what you're telling us to do in this season. And now, Father, we will obey you. We will honor you. I thank you, Father God, that you are supplying all their needs, that you are giving seed to the sower. In Jesus' name, amen. If this is your first time on, um, just somebody will drop the information. Um, somebody will drop the information. So someone share the information so that just share it. Do. Thank you, Lord. The Lord told me don't add no extra words. I'm not going to add no extra words. Just plant a seed today into the ministry today. Don't forget about if today from 12 to 1230, I will be on live in our special group, Coffee and Conversations Daily Devotional. I'm going to, we're going to go through this book and my heart's desire is that you fall in love with God and you come into the fullness of your purpose. It is my mission on this earth. It is part of the call of my life 
to strike something in you so that you know that you are not here by accident and you are not here by mistake. I am a purpose pusher. My desire is to push purpose out of you. Everybody on this planet is connected. Every person has a purpose. Every person is not here by mistake. You are called to something greater and higher than you. And it is my desire to push that out of you so that you walk in the fullness of who God called you to be. Don't be resistant to what God is going to do through us through this book. If you don't understand your purpose, if you don't know your purpose, if you've been teetering in some things, I need you to get connected. 12 to 1230, Coffee and Conversations, daily devotional. I'm going to go live. I'm going to talk to you more about purpose. I'm going to talk to you about the call on your life. We're going to go through this book, but it is my, that is my Gift to the body. That is how God designed me to wake something up in you so that you can walk in the fullness of who you call to be in Christ Jesus, not to this world in Christ Jesus. So please join us from 12 to 1230. Please sow a special offering today. Please honor God with your tithes, with your time. And let's go do this. Let's go do kingdom business. And then please, please consider becoming a monthly partner with this ministry as well. Um, we feed the homeless, uh, we go, we take care of the sick, we are starting prison ministry, God is building us up in so many ways, we are a full service ministry, God keeps reminding me that we are a full service ministry and we are here to serve you, I love y'all so much, I will see you back here in the morning, um, <laughs> thank you Lord, I gotta go sow my seat, we, I will see you back here in the morning at 5 a.m. M, bring somebody in, invite somebody in. We're going to keep chewing. We're going to keep growing up. Don't forget about LMJ Inc. Some of y'all got a book in y'all. Some of y'all got a podcast in y'all. Some of you are called in the greater purpose. And I want to be the person to help coach you, mentor you, and push you into your purpose. We have a team that is ready to help your dreams come true. So go to lmjinc.com, I-N-K-D.com, the website, and let's start talking. Let's start dialoguing so that you can become full of purpose and walk out the purpose and you, I love y'all so much, but more than anything, daddy, God loves you. I'll see you on the other side. I'll see you in the morning at 5 a.m. Go be loved today. Love, peace, and blessing. I don't know about Saturday yet. I don't know about Saturday, but I love you so much. See you in the morning. Love, peace, and blessings. I'm about to go sow my seed. Go sow your seed. See you again. Love you. Love you. Peace, peace, peace. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.